0: You guys excited to be in church today? I know I am. Man, so, so grateful to be up here. Um, God was already speaking to me on the side, stuff that wasn't even planned. And, uh, yeah. In fact, when Pastor Randy was mentioning about... He talking about people asking the question, why? And trust me, I've been there. My God, I've been there. But the bigger question is not why. Because sometimes in life, you're not going to know why. I'm going to tell you right now, you're just not going to know why. But the bigger question is this. What do you do when you don't know why? What do you do when you don't know why? In other words, are you still going to believe he's faithful in, in spite of your lack of answers? He's still faithful, and regardless of what we experience in our lives. He's still good. He's still faithful. He's still reliable. He's still trustworthy. He's still dependable. Let me tell you something, Celebration Church. In spite of what you may think, he's never failed you once, and he never will. If there's ever a time you think that he failed you, you're wrong. You're wrong. So grateful to be up here. Hey, you guys ready to get in the Word? You guys excited to be in church? Yeah. Yeah, you know, in fact, too, what what the Lord was reminding me over there to talk about is... And I know people are going through challenging times right now. He was telling me, he reminded me, faith is aggressive. When it comes to the finished works of the cross, faith is a rest. But when it comes to the works of the enemy, faith is aggressive. Faith is aggressive. you've got to take take a stand for what belongs to you. It's not going to fall on you like ripe cherries on a tree. You've got to take a stand. Okay? Faith is aggressive. But, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming out today. So glad to be here. If you are visiting with us for the very first time, whether you're here in the building or or online connected to us, thank you guys so much. On behalf of pastors Randy and Cherie, thank you guys so much for, uh, for being here, connecting with us. Before I get started, one of the things I have learned here at Celebration Church from Pastor Randy and Cherie is this. Is that it's good and that it's right to give honor where honor is due. And so I just want to take this time to honor Pastor Randy and Cherie. My family and I, we've, we've watched you from a distance for 13, 14 years. And we have watched you live exemplary lives before us. We've watched them model what it's like to be people of faith, people that burn for God, people that have a, they're just, they have a passion for souls. And I just wanna thank you guys for saying yes to the call <laughs> of God on your lives. Because had they not, had they not said yes to the call and the mandate on their lives, we would literally not be here right now, in this moment, in this place. And so I just, you guys, just join me. Let's let's show honor where honor is due. Let's give Pastor Randy and Sharia a hand. Yeah, yeah, so thankful for them. And thank you guys so much for entrusting me to get up here. Wow, I'm ready to go. I'm going to tell you right now, when Pastor Randy came up to me a number of weeks ago and he told me, hey, you know, start working on this message. Oh, I'm like a, a kid in a candy store. Oh, you don't even understand. I start, He doesn't know. I started working on that message that day. I already had my iPhone out, notes, putting stuff together. I didn't, you know, man. I love the Word of God. It has just so shaped my life. And so I'm excited about the Word of God. He, told, he said, put together a message on the power of thanksgiving. Now, when you... I know what he meant by that, but some of you that are new to the faith, you might not know what that means. I didn't come here to talk to you about a holiday, okay? I'm going to tell you right now. I came here to talk to you about a lifestyle and a daily attitude, okay? We're talking about the power of thanksgiving. And the title of my message is this, giving thanks... In the storm, hell has no answer for this. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's not just a cute title. I believe that. I believe that. Giving thanks in the storm, hell has no answer for this. Hey, let's pray, and then we'll jump into the word. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word that lives and dwells on the inside. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us and navigates us down the right path. We're asking you, Lord, for the anointing to flow today, unhindered, unrestricted. We're asking that your word would penetrate hearts and minds. Let there come genuine change. Let there come genuine transformation. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, wow, I got two of these TDJ sweat rags up here. I had one over here. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I feel like I'm moving on up like the Jeffersons if I got the TDJ sweat rag up here. Now listen, some of you guys who are 40 years old, you don't know, you you know what I'm talking about when I talk about George and Wheezy, But everybody who's under 40, you're like, this guy's already not funny. I don't know what he's talking about. But uh, I, I'm not much of a sweater, but if if I need it, it's right there. I feel like it'll it'll work pretty good. All right, foundation. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter five. Verse 18, here's what it says In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Alfred, you know what? I've been searching my whole life trying to find out what the will of God is. Well, look no further, it's right here. Again, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, Be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. There it is right there. Well, no, Alfred, I wasn't talking about that. I mean, like, what should I do with my life? No, you got to start here. You got to start right here. Now, most people would agree that it's good, it's right, it's fitting to give God thanks when things are going favorably in your life. But here's the question. What about when they're not? What about when they're not? And here's the question. When it says in this scripture here, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, does this mean giving thanks when you don't feel like it? Does this mean giving thanks when nothing's going your way? Does this mean giving thanks when the faithfulness of God is apparent in the lives of others, but you can't see it in your own? In fact, I'm I'm reminded right now of something Pastor Fred told me, probably back in 2012 when I was here in this internship. He told me this, he said, and I think he was talking to some others at the time too, about being a leader. He said, you must be able to declare the faithfulness of God in someone else's life, even when you don't see it in your own. And I'm so thankful for that. And I just speak life over him right now. I just declare in the name of Jesus, all is well with him. I declare every day, every moment, every day, every hour that goes by, he's getting better, he's getting healthier, he's getting stronger. I declare sickness and disease has no power over him. I speak to every cell, every nerve, every organ, every gland, every system. I say work right, function normally. We demand a perfect work out of his body. I say, you will live and not die. With long life will the Lord satisfy you and show you his saving power again and again and again. No weapon that is fashioned against you will succeed. So, what about in seasons of difficulty, seasons of loss? Hello, pandemic. What about when you're in the middle of the worst storm? Of your life. Do we still give thanks in that situation? That's the question. Absolutely. In fact, I'm reminded of a quote. I like this quote by Rick Warren. Listen to this. Hopefully, they'll put it on the screens. There we go. Happy moments, praise God. Difficult moments, seek God. Quiet moments, worship God. Painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God every moment thank God so here's what I do Celebration Church and again this is not I'm just letting you know right now this is not some canned up sermon I found on the internet what I'm going to tell you today what we're talking about I've lived this and i put it into practice and I know this works I know this works trust me dealing with sickness for two decades I know this stuff works I know what it's like to be in a situation where if God doesn't come through for you, you're done. There's some times in life where situations will just work themselves out. But there are times in life, and I know I'm a spitter right now, so I'm just going to let you know. I used to be Catholic. I grew up Catholic, so we'll just call that holy water, (laughs) if that's all right with you. But there are some times in life, you know, it's like the movie Rocky. That was back in the day when they used to go 15 rounds. There are some times in life where you're going to have to go a couple of rounds. There are other times in life you may have to go six or seven and the victory comes. Maybe ten, maybe eleven. But sometimes in life, I know you don't want to, but sometimes in life you're going to have to go all fifteen rounds. But when the dust clears and the smoke settles, if you believe his word, you will be the one standing at the end. (laughs) Testifying of his goodness now, when all hell's breaking loose around me, here's what I do. I thank God now for what has yet to happen. Why? Because I believe, based on his word, that it's sure to happen. I'm going to say that again. I thank God now, right now, in the midst of the storm, for what has yet to happen. Why would I do that? Because I believe, based on his word, that it is sure and guaranteed to happen that's faith that's called faith and here's the here's the thing celebration church when you celebrate in advance for victories that have not yet taken place i'm gonna tell you right now people are gonna think you're weird they're gonna think you're strange they're gonna think you're crazy they're gonna think you're a couple of cans short of a six-pack they're gonna think you're a couple of slices short of a loaf but that's all right that's all right you got inside information Yeah, you have inside information. Alfred, what inside information are you talking about? Hold on. Slow your roll. I'll get to that in a minute. When I was a kid, oh, man, I used to love watching WWF wrestling. Oh, it was on. WWF, WCW, Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, right? Ric Flair, Sting. Oh, I used to love it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I used to put wrestling moves on kids at recess. <laughs> Man, bless their souls, poor kids. I took this one kid out on the football field. and Now listen, the wrestlers, they know how to fake this stuff. I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to fake it, I just did the real thing. I took this one kid out on the, on the field and I put the figure four leg lock on him. <laughs> and I applied so much pressure, the poor kid cried now listen don't judge me celebration i didn't know jesus back then i didn't have time for him i was too busy trying to be a wwf superstar i took another kid in the bathroom got him in a front face lock ddt the kid right there on the concrete all the kids began to shout some kid one two three he was out some kid came up to me he put the WWF championship belt around my waist the next day Vince McMahon from WWF. He called me. He said, I want you to sign a deal with me. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I said, Jesus has other plans for me. You guys don't believe that story, do you? No, but I did DDT that kid. I did DDT that kid. Why am I saying this? Because when it comes to wrestling, as a fan, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what you know. You know who you want to win. You know who you think's going to win, but you really don't know who's going to win but there are some people who know exactly how it's going to turn out. The wrestlers and the promoters. Why? Because it's a fixed fight. The winner has been predetermined in advance. Oh, I'm talking to some people right now. I'm making a connection here. I'm talking about you. You've already been scheduled to win. You just got to walk it out. You just got to show up for the fight. That's all you got to do is just show up for the fight. Alfred, what inside information are you talking about? I'm going to show you right here. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. They'll put it up on the screen. 2 Corinthians 2.14. This is some of the best news you've ever heard in your life. But thanks be to God who always, not sometimes, not once in a while, not hit or miss, not we'll see, not just you never know, He always leads us in triumph in Christ. There's never a time where you don't come out on top. There's never a time where you don't prevail. Listen, I want you to say this with me. I I want a little participation. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, thanks be to God who gives me the victory every time in every situation through my Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say it again. Thanks be to God who always, not sometimes, Not once in a while. He always leads me in triumph in Christ. Now listen, Celebration Church, I know you guys are a bunch of sharp cookies up in here, so I'm not going to get up here and try to insult your intelligence, but can you humor me for a moment? And let me give you the definition of the word always. It means at all times, on all occasions. In other words, thanks be to God who at all times, on all occasions leads me in triumph in Christ that's you right there you ought to put that up in the chat room you ought to put that up on your on your window at, at, the, at, the, at the job just the word always and let that be a reminder to you that there's never a time that you don't come out on top now i gonna be honest with you right now some of you guys you hear that but in your you really don't believe it because your experience tells you otherwise you've lost too many times, you've been defeated too many times, and you look at a scripture like that and you say that can't be possible, and yet it is, and you've got to get to the point where you believe that in your heart more than you believe the negative experiences, because here's the danger, Celebration Church, when things aren't going your way in your life, the worst thing you can do is begin to water down the Word of God in an attempt to make sense of what you're going through, But that doesn't change the fact that God is still faithful. No, don't water the word of down, God. Instead, believe God to elevate your life, to elevate your experience so that it matches his word. God never stopped being faithful. You see, victory has been engrafted into your spiritual DNA. Victory is part of your spiritual pedigree. You were born to conquer you were destined to win you got to believe that you got to believe that it's too easy where it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other you actually have to wake up every day i'm triumphant trust me i know what this is like i know what it's like to be to have my body ravaged with the symptoms of sickness and those sick those symptoms are demanding your attention look at me think about me feel me be afraid of me you're not going to get better you're going to get worse You're going to die. It's going to get so bad that you can't even take it, that you're going to have to take your own life. I know what it's like to be in that situation and still get up in the morning and go to work because I believe that scripture. Where I just begin to lift up a shout to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. I know what my body's telling me, but I trust you. And when it's all said and done, I will come out the other side of this in robust health. I thank you for that, Lord. Lord. Now, we're going to jump into, so the title of the message, right, is Giving Thanks in the Storm. This is kind of where I'm going with this. We're going to be going into, believe it or not, Jonah. Yeah. Jonah. Some of you guys think of that VeggieTales movie whenever you hear Jonah. But that's not what we're talking about. When I was young, I, oh, my daughters, I had to watch Strawberry Shortcake, who knows how many times, VeggieTales, Rainbow Fish, all this kind of stuff. So I know a little bit about... Uh, Jonah and the veggie tales but uh so we're going to Jonah chapter 1 we're going to start with verse 17 now the book of Jonah begins with God's call and commission to Jonah to preach repentance to Nineveh now Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian empire and here's the problem with that the Assyrians were the staunch political enemies and historical nemesis of the Israelites. And so, in other words, God was asking Jonah, go and preach repentance to your enemies. And so, he didn't want anything to do with that. So, he goes and, you know, he pulls a little forest gump move on the Lord and he just starts running. He heads to Joppa, he gets, on a, he gets on a ship and it boards to Tarshish, which is in the opposite direction of Nineveh. So, he's running. So, he gets in the ship. God God gets his attention he sends a great wind and it creates a big storm and so they're in trouble and so the storm's raging the sailors on the ship are afraid they're crying out for their lives they're like everybody cry out to their gods and so what they end up doing is they cast lots to find out who it is on that ship that's responsible they cast lots lots fall on Jonah and so bottom line they end up throwing him overboard knowing that he's indirectly responsible for that storm they throw Jonah overboard into the ocean we pick up the story there in Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 here's what it says and the Lord designated a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights man if you're claustrophobic if you don't like being in that MRI tube I'm going to tell you right here this is probably not the place you want to be He's in the stomach of the fish. Three days, three nights. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish. And he said, now listen to this. I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I called for help from the depth of Sheol you heard my voice you threw me into the deep into the heart of the seas and the current flowed over me all of your breakers and waves over me you got to catch this verse 4 so I said I have been cast out of your sight nevertheless I will look again toward your holy temple now you can hear that and think okay that's, that's, that's good that's great no you don't understand Put yourself in the context of the story. You just got swallowed alive by a fish. You just went down the esophagus of some fish. You're now in his stomach. It's got to be a tight squeeze. It's probably hard to breathe. Pitch black. You're actually underneath the ocean. He probably doesn't know up from down, north from south. He, He doesn't know what's going on. He's disoriented, and he's praying to God in this storm and he says in spite of this he's saying but i will look again toward your holy temple in other words celebration church he's expecting to come out he would not if he's expecting to die he's not going to say nevertheless i will look again towards your holy temple he's expecting god to deliver him he's expecting to come through this let's move on number five verse five water encompassed me to the point of death The deep flowed around me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I descended to the base of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought up my life from the pit, Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remember the Lord. And my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. Those who are followers of worthless idols abandon their faithfulness. you got to catch this, verse 9. But I will sacrifice to you he says i will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving in the middle of the storm nothing's going his way all hell is breaking loose and he's lifting up a shout to the lord Now listen, I'm talking to somebody right now, because I know there's some people right now, you're going through some things, whether you're connected to us online, whether you're here in this building, you're going through some circumstances, you're going through some less than desirable situations right now, and you don't know what to do, and it looks like from all outward appearances, there's no reason to give thanks, but I'm telling you right now, this is what you need to do. It connects you to the victory. You need to lift up a shout right now, and you need to tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that in spite of what I'm going through, in spite of what I'm dealing with, in spite of the circumstances, I believe, Lord, that when the dust clears and the smoke settles, I will be the one standing. Why? Because many are the afflictions of the righteous, and the Lord delivers me out of them all. No weapon that is fashioned against me will succeed Greater is he who lives in me than anything that the enemy can throw against me. When I pass through the waters, the Lord is with me. And through the rivers, they will not overflow me. When I walk through the fire, I will not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch me. Oh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. Come on somebody. Is God, is his word true or not? Is his word true or not? I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. That which I have bow, vowed, I will pay. Wait, if you if you think you're going to die, you're not going to sit there telling him, "I'm going to keep my promises to you." He's expecting to make it. One of the things I tell people when people come up here for prayer and they come to me for prayer, oftentimes I'll tell them, because it really doesn't matter. I can pray all I want over you, but if you walk away and you're, you're just like, I don't know about that, then that's how it's going to be for you because it's your faith we're dealing with. I can come into agreement with you, but if that's what you believe, but you got, I tell them, you got to get to the place where you expect because here's the thing. Anybody can believe God like a house of fire for a day or two. But what about when days... Turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into years. Will you still maintain that vibrant expectancy? Because the danger is this you can get to the place where that vibrant expectancy turns into a lackluster expectancy where you no longer expect anything at all. And you get to the place where it's, you just give up and you quit. No, don't you quit. Don't you throw in the towel. Come on. Don't ever quit the enemy's not even your worst problem, it's you. Don't you ever quit, don't you ever throw in the towel. You see, if you're not a believer, I guess you have a reason to get depressed when when you're going through some situations, but when you're a child of God, there's always a way out. Always a way out. And God always gives you time to fight. He says this, salvation is from the Lord. Then, verse 10 then in other words this is connected to what jonah did because of that because you lifted up a shout because you gave me thanks in the storm because you expected to come out then the lord commanded the fish and it vomited jonah up onto dry land come on somebody does it pay to lift up a shout to the lord when all hell's breaking loose around you does it pay to give him thanks Does it pay to trust in Him when it looks like there's no reason to trust in Him? I'm telling you right now, the Bible says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. God is always someone that you can count on. And I'm going to tell you right now, Celebration Church, if I can say there was one area, only one area you can put your faith in, you got to put it in the love of God. You got to put it in the love of God for you because when you really, see, people hear that and they're like, Yeah, he loves me, but he's just going to stand by idly and watch me spiral down the drain. But he loves me all the while. No, 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 you don't get it. He loves you, and therefore you're coming out. He loves you, and therefore he's going to bring you through. He loves you, and therefore when it's all said and done, you're going to be the one standing, testifying of how good and how faithful and how reliable God is. now here's the question see because you (laughs) you come too late to tell me God doesn't heal you come too late to tell me God doesn't deliver you come too late to tell me God doesn't deliver me from panic attacks because I used to have panic attacks and I've gone through four very dark seasons in my life one of which I'll get into in just a bit but I know what it's like to to get up in the morning and that be the worst part of your day because you got about another 15 hours of dealing with symptoms in your body or dealing with fear and depression. I know what that's like, but I also know what it's like to step out on the word of God when you don't feel like it and you go anyway, wherever he leads you. And I'm telling you, faith demands action. I'm going to tell you right now, this is, Thank you, Lord. Some of the best advice I've ever heard in my entire life is this. Are you ready? Some of the best advice. Never, ever, ever, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how dark it seems, never, ever, ever feel sorry for yourself. Never feel sorry for yourself. Let me tell you something. The more impressed you are with your problems, the further away you are from getting free from them. I'm going to say that again. The more impressed you are with your problems, the further away you are from getting free from them. I can't be intimidated by my problem and at the same time overcome that problem. I can't be scared and at the same time be in faith. You got to know that when, God, when you just magnify God and magnify his word, All that other stuff has to fall by the wayside. This is the question, Celebration Church. Why is giving thanks to God so powerful in the storm? Number one, it connects you to the grace of God. They're going to put it on the screen. James chapter 4, verse 6. It connects you to the grace of God. Here's what it says. But he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists you when you are proud and continually pours out grace when you are humble. How is that relevant? Because when you live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, that is humility in action. And the humble get the grace. What is grace? Grace is everything that God has provided for you, free of charge, that you did not earn and that you do not deserve. Grace is God's divine empowerment and ability on your life that enables you to do what you cannot do on your own. So whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're dealing with, you're gonna need the grace of God. But not just anyone gets the grace, it's the humble that get the grace. You see, the humble get empowered, but the proud get resisted. The humble get empowered by God's grace, but the prideful get devoured there is no place between thankfulness and unthankfulness you're either one or the other there is no in between if you're thankful that means you're not unthankful if you're unthankful that means you're not thankful There's no place in between thankfulness and unthankfulness. It's the humble that get the grace. And I'm telling you right here, if you are ever going to fulfill your God-given purpose, intended destiny, and grand design in your life, it's going to take the grace of God. If you're going to overcome that problem, that addiction, that lack, that bondage, it's going to take the grace of God. If you're going to overcome those problems, those less than desirable circumstances, it's going to take the grace of God. Yeah, but Alfred, I thought it was by faith. By grace through faith, by grace, through faith. Faith is how, but grace is why. Grace is God's part, but faith is your part. Number two, why is a lifestyle of thanksgiving in the middle of the storm so powerful? It connects you to the victory. It connects you to the victory. We're almost done. First John 5, 4, it says this. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered the world, that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. See, when you give thanks to God and express gratitude in the middle of the storm, this is faith in action. And faith is the victory that overcomes whatever storms and challenges that you're going through. About four years ago, I was blindsided by an attack on my health, and it actually wasn't the first. Really, it all started back in 1999 with panic attacks, but I... I don't have time to go into all of that, but I will tell you about the most recent attack on my life, which was about four years ago. It happened on Easter. And I'm telling you, the worst kind of hit is the hit you don't see coming. And that night, I just felt this pain in my stomach like I've never felt before. And it just came in waves and it left came and it left, came and it left. I'm like, what the heck is this? Now, here's, here, here's what I did. This was the mistake I made. I yielded to fear. And the next day, I went to work, started Googling stuff, right? Uh, don't do that. Started Googling stuff, thinking, oh, sh- is, well, hold on. This person had gallstones in my family, and this person, is it, is it gallstones? Is, is it this? Is it that? Long story short, we go to the hospital that night and I checked myself into an emergency and you know they do what they do and uh, they thought it was acute pancreatitis that turned out not to be it and so I went to a doctor and he put me through a number of tests I took a leave of absence over the course of months I lost 34 pounds unexpectedly and I wasn't even trying to And that's not fun when people go up to you and they're like, why why are you losing so much weight? You're withering away. And see, I'm the type of person where I keep my circle small. And if I don't think you're gonna get in the fight with me, I'm not gonna tell you what I'm going through. But if I think you're gonna get in the fight with me and you're gonna go to war with me, I'm gonna tell you. But a lot of people didn't know what I was going through. They found out later, but they didn't know what I was going through. Most people at my work didn't even know what I was going through. And so went through all these tests had blood work done a couple of times had a had a a cat scan i had a hida scan which checks your gallbladder function and then i got an upper endoscopy i was not enthused about that oh my god it wasn't all that bad but i mean like just the idea of sticking some tube down your throat into your stomach i was not enthused about that so they go through all these these situations right you know, some months go by, and the, the doctor tells me, I, we don't, can't find anything. Well, I know why they couldn't find anything, because it was just an all-out attack of the enemy. They couldn't find anything wrong. But all the while, symptoms still in my body. So he's like, I'm, I'm, like not, I'm 100% sure this is stress-related. And then he's like, okay, 99% sure this is stress-related. You just need to go back to work. And I believe God gave me a word to go back to work. And I did not feel like going back to work. I didn't feel any better. Symptoms were still there. But I stepped out anyway all the while thanking God that I'm healed. Thanking God that I will live and not die and declare what he has done. So I stepped out in faith. And I went back to work anyway. Why? Because faith demands action. And that leads me to my second point. I'll finish that story. Number three, when you give praise to God, by the way, thanksgiving is a form of praise. You got to know that. When you give thanks to God in the storm, it silences the enemy. It silences the enemy. Listen to this scripture right here. Psalm 8-2. This is the Passion Translation. You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Child-like worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you when you're in the fight of your life. And listen, those of you right now who are, going, who are not going some, through some things and you feel like this is irrelevant, just live life a little while and you'll see what I'm talking about. And at the very least, God will put you on an intersect course with someone who does need this word and he's gonna use you. When you begin to thank God in the storm, thanking him, praising him, worshiping him. God, I trust you. God, I believe in you. I know what I feel, Lord. I know what I see, Lord. I know what I'm going through, but I still trust you, Lord. I still believe in you. I still believe that your word is true, God. I worship you. I worship you, Lord. You're still my healer. You heal. You cure. You repair. You restore my body to normal. All my sick days are over. I will not die. I will live. I will declare what the Lord has done with long life. Will he satisfy me and show me his saving power again and again and again? I trust you, Lord. When all hell is breaking loose, I still trust you. And here's the thing, celebration church. When you lift up a shout to the Lord, listen, those of you that are online right now, those of you that God's talking to you right now, there's some answers for you right now. When you lift up a shout, to the Lord in the middle of the storm it confuses it frustrates and it discourages the enemy when you do this hell, has no, hell does not know what to do with the believer like this the, one of the strongest demonstrations of faith that you can ever exert is to look at that problem, that trial, that test, that tribulation, those less than desirable circumstances. you got to look it right in the eyes and say this. None of these things move me. None. Just like the Apostle Paul. None of these things move me. One of the strongest demonstrations of faith is this. You look that problem right in the eyes, and you just laugh. I'm serious, I did it. The same situation I'm talking about. Some time went by, and I just wanted to make sure I never experienced that same thing again, but it happened, and I think it was worse the second time. I don't know, it was like 10, 11 o'clock. I just felt this pain in my stomach like I've never felt before and you got so much things that are going through your mind at that time like are you going to die do I need to go to emergency I woke up my wife I said here's what's going on she starts praying in the spirit you know in between the pain subsiding it's going it's coming whatever it's I'm thanking God I'm praising him I'm declaring the word and all I know is this however long it took for that to subside, when it all settled down, I went over to the couch, I laid down, and I started laughing. I just started laughing. And there was no reason to laugh from all outward appearances. But I did it anyway. And when most people would call in sick the next day, I still went to work. And there was times I'd go to work with this ringing in my ears. It's just all day long. Ringing in my ears, no break from it. Symptoms in my body, my stomach just felt so bad. And I work at a school, so I have to deal with kids. I have to tutor kids. And so there'd be times in between that I'd go to the bathroom and I close the stall. And I just put my back up against the stall and I just slide down to the bottom. just thanking God, thanking Him that I'm going to make it, thanking Him, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. Kept going to work, kept going to work, kept going to work, kept showing up, kept showing up, didn't feel good. Little by little, started to eat again, like I used to and that was a step of faith because a lot of times it was uncomfortable little by little started eating again eating again started going back to the gym there's times I go to the gym it really wasn't to work out it was just to act on my faith I just go through the motions like I wasn't who cared about muscle I'm just trying to walk this out I'm just walking this out I'm working out faith demands action faith demands action little by little day by day Start eating better again. Start gaining my weight back again. Start declaring the victory. Symptoms subside. And God's word proves to be true. I'm telling you, Celebration Church, as we bring this to a close, I, I really don't know what you're going through right now, but I don't have to. God knows exactly what you're going through right now. And even though it may look impossible to you. So you need to know this. The depth of your praise determines the magnitude of your breakthrough. The depth of your praise determines the magnitude of your breakthrough. Let me say it this way. The depth of your heartfelt gratitude in the middle of the storm will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. You need to get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off the circumstances and just begin to worship him. Just worship him. Shut everything else out. You need to get tunnel vision where everything else just gets blurred out. The only thing you see is the promise of God. And you just begin to trust him in the middle of the storm. And I know some of you are going through some issues right now, some challenges, some less than desirable circumstances. But I'm telling you right now, you are victorious. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand right now. As an act of your faith, I want you to lift up your hands. Don't even worry about who's around you. Don't don't worry about what's going on. And just lift up a shout to the Lord. Just begin to praise Him right now. Come on, just begin to thank Him. Tell Him you believe that His word is true. Come on, just begin to praise Him. Just begin to magnify Him. Just begin to worship Him. Lord, we thank You. We thank You, Lord. We worship You. We worship You, Lord. You're still the storm handler. You're still the chain breaker, Lord. We trust you. We rejoice in you, Lord. It doesn't look like like there's any reason to, but we're doing it anyways, Lord, as an act of faith. We trust you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you that right now it's connecting us to the grace. It's connecting us to the victory. It's silencing the enemy. Come on, don't get silent. Lift up a shout. Come on, just begin to worship him. Just praise him. Just thank him right now. Come on, your breakthrough's on the line right now. This is your breakthrough. Who cares what anybody thinks around you? When you go home, they're not going with you. It's just you and God. Just begin to praise him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to worship him. As you do that, I just want to pray over you right now. Father, I just declare in Jesus name that they will make it they will come through this when the dust clears and the smoke settles they will be the ones standing victorious now thanks be to God who always not sometimes not once in a while He always leads you in triumph in Christ. Now, I want to take this moment right now. There are those who have never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity right now to do just that. Maybe you've never received him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you once did, only to backslide and do your own thing and quickly to realize that life without God is no life at all. And so right now, If that's you, if you want to make that decision for Jesus Christ or to recommit that decision, here's what I want you to do on the count of three. I want you to raise your hand. If everybody would just close their eyes and bow their heads, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. If that's you, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, hands, hands, hands. Jesus himself said, In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. It says in the book of Acts, it says, there's no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, talking about the name of Jesus. The Bible says that there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you as a ransom. So if that's you, I want all believers praying just so they're not praying by themselves. I want you to join me in this. Repeat after me. Say, God, I thank you for what Jesus did at the cross. I surrender to you. Lord, I repent of all my sin. I receive forgiveness. I receive the free gift of righteousness. Jesus, I confess you as my Savior. I confess you as my Lord, and from this day forward, I will serve you all the days of my life, and my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.